The Federal Communications Commission has a new initiative to help prevent suicide and save lives. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET senior reporter and regulatory expert, Maggie Ridden. Thanks, Maggie, for joining me. Thanks for having me. So tell me about the FCC's 988 initiative. So the FCC is going to vote uh, next month on um, some rules to establish 988 as the number that you call if you want to reach the suicide prevention hotline or lifeline. And right now it's a, a full 1-800 number, but the thinking is that if it's a shorter 988 number, that will um, be something that sticks in people's minds and they'll know to call that and it will be easier to reach. And, and you actually had a chance to talk to FCC Chairman Ajit Pai about this. I mean, what is what is he hoping to accomplish here? And like, how is he kind of personally invested in this cause? Well, he is very passionate about this issue and says, um, you know, that this is very personal for him, that um, he feels, uh, you know, a connection to this issue. And, and as I think most of the commissioners do, um, you know, they all are in support of this. And he really hopes that by using 988, it, it will, again, really stick in people's minds. It's obviously a professional uh, obligation of, of the FCC for me, but it's also a personal cause for me. I think uh, suicide prevention and mental health has affected so many people uh, in our daily lives. And especially when it comes to suicide alone, as I mentioned, the rate is now approaching levels we haven't seen since World War II and vulnerable populations are especially hard hit. Uh, we've seen, for example, with veterans that some 20 veterans every day die by suicide. LGBTQ mm -hmm. youth are also at risk. They contemplate suicide at a much higher rate than heterosexual youth. Some 1.8 million LGBTQ youth think about suicide every year. For African-American teens, a report recently came out showing that self-reported suicide attempts among black teens had increased by 73% between 1991 and 2017. And a lot of these statistics come before the current pandemic, when, of course, so, uh, staying at home and other uh, types of protocols have created a sense of isolation for those who may be struggling. And so to me, at least, the ability to connect those who need help more easily with those who can provide it is absolutely critical. Uh, this issue is not a stranger uh, to mm -hmm. me. And uh, you know, while it's difficult to talk about, what I will say is that I think about it every day and how it has affected those who I love. And uh, yeah. I don't want anyone to have to go through that. And uh, yeah. And so he hopes that 988 becomes uh, a similar thing for people who are in a mental health crisis that, right, like everybody teaches their kids and we learned as kids that when you're in an emergency, you call 911, people know that it's just second nature. You know, they don't even really have to think about it much, that they can just pick up the phone if they need help and reach out to get that help. And uh, how, how big of a problem is suicide in America? It's it's a growing problem and and it and a serious one. Um, you know the the Centers for Disease Control um, have done a study that said you know they've looked at data and suicide rates have been on the rise for the last two decades. Um, so it's a real problem. There are a lot of people in our country who are experiencing um, a lot of troubles and uh, you know and the FCC wants to do something about it. Right. And imagine the coronavirus and our lockdown situation has just made things worse. Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, you know, the 
dispatchers and the counselors um, who field these calls are seeing spikes in calls uh, to them since the the pandemic. And I think it, it really, you know, it speaks to the fact that people are isolated, they're at home, uh, people are losing their jobs. We have a lot of civil unrest and the Black Lives Matter stuff happening and, and we're seeing all these images uh, on our TVs and, and I think it's it's really taking a toll on people. Yeah, I know that I, I regularly sit down some Saturday mornings or on the weekends and run through my Facebook feed and my news feed. And it's it's pretty depressing. So the, the news that's out there, right? So I get it. And I can see why that, that would be a bigger problem in our current environment. Um, I'm curious if there are any folks who are, I guess, opposed to this, as odd as that sounds. I mean, I know the FCC is typically divided by party lines, right? Usually Democrats vote one way, Republicans vote another. Net neutrality is a great example of this kind of uh, divided issue. Is there is everyone basically on board for this, or, or are there folks who have concerns or, or issues with this proposal? You know, everybody is on board with this initiative. And, you know, I think that really speaks to sort of the fact that this is an issue that that crosses party lines, right? Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I think everybody um, knows people in their lives who have struggled or they may be struggling themselves. And so I think this is this is really an issue that, that touches everyone. Oh, what is the next step for this? Because I know it's, right now it's a proposal, um, but how or when does 988 become a reality? So the FCC, you know, they've been working on this issue for, you know, for several months now. And so now they're at the point in their process where they're coming up with some final rules and they'll be voting on this at the july 16th meeting and um now it it won't go into effect on july 16th 2020 um this is you know they're voting on the rules and establishing uh what needs to happen and they're giving the carriers two years to to comply with this um and, you know, Chairman Pai said he realizes that's not soon enough, really, for, for many people. But he wanted to make sure that the number was ready across the country and that everything was in place so that there was no confusion that, you know, when it's ready, it's ready, it's going to launch everywhere. And then, I mean, the two-year time frame, that, that is a long time. I know there have been other initiatives passed for things like robocalls um, that are, are sort of cross-carrier uh, mandates that, that tend to drag on. I mean, do you think that the two-year time frame is realistic? Do you think they'll get it done before that, or will it drag on further? Well, usually the carriers, they they seem to, you know, they rarely do things before deadlines. <laughs> but, um, and they actually wanted more time uh, to be able to do this. But the chairman said, no, you know, we think two years is sufficient. And, um, you know, so hopefully they'll get it done and, and they won't, you know, appeal to to the agency to give them more time to do it because I think people really need it right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for our listeners who may be struggling with negative thoughts or suicidal feelings, what are some of the resources that are available to them now? Well, there's an 800 number um, in the U.S. that's already available. So that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that can be reached at one 800 273-8255. And if you're in the UK, uh, the Samaritans can be reached at 116-123. And for our listeners who are in Australia, Lifeline can be reached at 131114. 
Well, thank you. And and the uh, the nine eight eight number once it does go into effect, presumably this would go to the same resource or like Americans calling nine eight eight would be directed to the same resources that to the to the group that you just mentioned. Yes. Yeah, so it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and right now it's an eight hundred number, which is you know a pretty lengthy number. I, someone would have to essentially look it up. Um, most people don't have that burned into their brains. So uh, 988 will simply route the call to the same dispatchers and counselors um, where people can get help. Uh, thank you for reporting on an important story. And I, I do hope the carriers uh, surprise us and, and get this before the deadline. But we'll see. Uh, if you have any questions for me or Maggie on this story, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. Or you can check out Maggie's story and the video interview with Ajapai on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.